Hey everyone, it's Matt Mikowski and I did a post recently about talking to people how to market themselves. Well, I actually I didn't share anything specifically. I just said it was a good idea in so many ways and different things that you could do to market yourself. Now, as an example, um, in this day and age, there's plenty of ways that we can actually market ourselves through you know, if you want a different career, you can use LinkedIn as an example to market yourself to businesses or future employers that you would be interested in working with by being able to list all the different skills, the certificates that you've earned, different things that you do. Even See, the thing that people don't seem to realize too is even if you do things in your spare time as just whether it's a hobby or it's something that you've been told you're good at, so you work on it for other people, that is a skill that you have. That is something that you can bring to the table, right? Something you can add into your profile to share with people that that's what you're good at. Right? You know, it's just the, the difference between, say, as an example, uh, with the Olympics, right? You've got people who train all the time to be athletes. But then you've got the people who do very similar things who are just as good but do it as more of a hobby, right? I'm sure that there are some people who do things as a hobby that are probably a hundred times better than some of the people that actually go to the Olympics, right? But the thing is, they don't want to do it as something where they compete. They want to do it where it's something that's fun for them, so they don't go to that level. But in saying that, I'm just saying that there are, in some cases, there are people who do things that are better than professionals, is my point. And I'm using that as an example, right? As an example, um, there's a guy in America who can shoot a, like two shots out of a gun quicker than what some people in the Olympics shoot one shot, right? And they actually have to show his shooting style in like super slow motion and even then you can barely see how he does it but you can see that two shots have been fired it's like really extraordinary sort of thing to watch but you know that's something he likes to do as a hobby and I'm sure you know I, I understand that at the Olympics there's not necessarily like a you know a shoot off or <laughs> Actually, well, I don't really know. I know that they obviously have, you know, finals, semi-finals and finals and all that sort of stuff to see who can do things better. His style of shooting and the way that they shoot in the Olympics is completely different, as an example, right? But both people, the people that train for the Olympics and the people who do it in their spare time, they both have that skill. Just one seen as a professional and one seen more as like a, a hobbyist who does it in their spare time. The thing is though, people who do things in their spare time as hobbies are just as good as people who've trained for some things because the difference is the people who do it in their spare time as a hobby, are doing it because they enjoy it. They find it fun. You know, they love that aspect of it. So, you know, don't sort of, um, oh, what's, don't write yourself off as an example, as what I'm trying to say. Not as an example. So, <laughs> whatever skills that you do in your spare time that you are good at, that you do 
you know, a way sort of, you know, you don't do it professionally, you do it because you enjoy doing it. That is a skill that you have, right? So don't sell yourself short, right? When you market yourself, how do you market yourself? Even when you use your Facebook profile, that is something that you can use to market yourself. You don't necessarily have to use your Facebook page, um, no, your Facebook profile, your personal profile to promote yourself. But you could start a page for yourself where it's sharing things that you are good at on that specific page and people can follow that page. Right? That way you're still able to keep your private life private with your Facebook profile and with the Facebook page that you can start for yourself because you can start pages specifically as a person so it doesn't have to be like a business or you know a community group or something else that you're starting so these are different things that you can use to promote yourself Instagram is a great way to promote yourself right especially if you are into uh, stuff where it's creative like art or photography or making film or whatever it might be, you can use Instagram as a way to promote that business, right? And especially now, seeing as you can, if you do a business account with Instagram, I think it's, I can't remember exactly how it works, but I know that it's either if you get a certain amount of followers or you get something approved on your account, at least you can then add products or things that you want to sell to that page right you might be a person who's good at marketing other people so you might use your instagram account to share different things where you've helped market others right so there's different things that you can do starting a facebook group is actually another way to be able to market your skills because when you join special interest groups you can and it's something that you do on a regular basis you're then able to express all the different things that you enjoy about that specific thing or things that you've done or maybe you're promoting someone else's stuff so you join those groups to actually promote someone else right so these are all different ways that you can market yourself and they there are some old school things that you can still do. I know some people like to use business cards. Um, but you can actually use business cards. They don't have to be for business. You know, it can be a card where you can have different skills that you're good at and you're wanting to get your foot in the door with some sort of specific career move or whatever it might be and maybe it's got like your Facebook page on it right where people can go and check out the page and all the different things that you've uploaded to it or it could be Instagram account or it could be uh, like some other different social media that uh, is like good with that sort of thing like being able to promote yourself and just have that on the card as well as on the back different skills that you're actually really good at if you're not sure about what sort of skills that you've that you're actually good at, there's a couple of different things that you can do. Right? One is ask people that are really close to you what they believe that you're good at. Now, in saying this, there are going to be some people that believe that you're better than them with certain things, but it doesn't necessarily always mean that it's something you're good at. If you understand what I mean, I'm not saying that to try and make 
people second guess themselves. If you know without a doubt that you're good at something, you're going to know. But there's a difference between being really, really good at something and just a bit better than someone else. You know what I mean? Like I hopefully understand where I'm coming from with that. I'm like I said, I'm not trying to come across as being negative or saying that somebody doesn't have a skill when they do have. But uh, it's like, <laughs> I know this is going to sound a little bit mean, but it's like when a whole bunch of people who are really bad at stuff get together and they sort of, you know, believe that one person in the group is like a better singer than the rest or something like that. But they're all tone deaf, so they really don't know. You know what I mean? Like that sort of, if you've got a lot of people who just like to blow a lot of smoke up your wazoo, then you're probably better off asking someone who knows you really, really well. <laughs> right? Good thing for me, I can ask my wife and she's brutally honest. But she's not brutally honest in a nasty way. She's brutally honest in a very kind and loving way. You know, If I say, do you think I'm good at that? She'll be like, ah, oh, there's times where you're good at that. But, you know, obviously... If you worked on it a bit more, you'd be a lot better at it. You know, different things like that. And they're the sorts of people that you need. Uh, if you really, really, really want to know what you're good at, write down all the different things that you do on a regular basis and put a tick next to the things that people always compliment you about that you do that they say that you're really good at. All right? That's another way that you can do it. Actually, a third way that you can do it, uh, find out what you're really good at, is find some online tests that you can do, which pretty much tell you what they believe your skills would be and what you'd be good at, because those things are pretty good too. As long as you answer them honestly and don't try and, you know, add stuff in there that's not true, then you'll be fine. But otherwise... Um, if you don't think that you can on, uh, answer any of them honestly, probably shouldn't do those sorts of tests. Right. But anyway, there's three things that you can do. Like I said, uh, in most of the time, people who know you really well can actually pinpoint what you're really good at. Right. Don't ask people who actually think the world of you most of the time. Get an opinion from someone who doesn't like you too. Right. Just say, hey, look, I'm just trying to work out some things or whatever else. Obviously, don't ask the people that are really spiteful and deliberately mean and whatever else who want to upset you. Ask people that you know aren't really that fussed over you, but are mature enough to give you an answer. Right? So when you do think, you know, do ask them, they actually go, look, you know, I'm not really that fussed over you as a person, but, you know, in regards to your job, as an example, you're really good with this, that, and that. You know, they're the sorts of people that you need, right? Because you know that if somebody who doesn't like you can actually find something nice to say about you, um, that it must be true, <laughs> right? Because at the end of the day, people who really like us are always going to want to encourage us and, and say nice things to us, and we do need that. And you still ask them as well, but. If you really want to get an, a really honest answer, find someone who's obviously, like I said, not as 
loving towards you as a lot of other people would be. There's plenty of people that I've met that I don't really see eye to eye with, but I can give them a compliment about something if I can see that they are actually good at something. And I've done it plenty, plenty of times before. Because whether you like people or not, or whether you get along with people or not, it is good to hear things that you're good at. Right. There's been plenty of times where that's happened to me as well. I actually appreciate it more because I know it took a lot for them to actually say, oh, hey, you're really good at this. So it meant a lot more to me. You know, Not taking away from the people who are nice to me, who have said nice things, but that's, you know, you'll normally find that even though it's good to hear from your own family and friends and different people that you're close to um, about how much they you know, care about you or, or think the world of you or whatever it might be, you hear that all the time from them, so you get used to it. When it comes from somebody or a source that you're not expecting, it means so much more because it sort of cements that what your, um, those people in your life are saying is true. And a lot of the times people will be like, I've told them a hundred times that they're really good with that. They never believed me. It's not that you didn't believe them. It's just that you kind of come to expect that they're going to say nice things about you. And it's not until someone else comes along and says something that you're just like, oh, okay, so it is true. I am really good with this. Oh, that's awesome. You know, tick. All right. But the best way to actually market yourself, this is the biggest key. You know, I've spoken about different things in social media where you can use them and how that can help. But I can honestly tell you right now is that the way that you'll get ahead in life in any situation is your ability to network with people. That is why it's so crucial that we become good at people skills. This is why we need to learn what makes people tick. We live in a society where in this day and age, we live um, amongst people who are easily offended about the littlest things, right? Uh, and I've heard the things that people get offended about. It's not... And it's more on social media than in the actual real life, sadly enough. But the thing is, it's sort of getting to that point where it's slowly crossing over as well. You know, people in real life, you say something and, you know, they might not get your sense of humor as an example. They might not understand where you're coming from. And they'll choose to get offended by something rather than having a discussion and communicating with you about what you've said you know to sort of understand where you're coming from so is it harder to get along with people in this day and age i don't think so right i just think it's more of a case where people feel um i guess to a certain degree everybody is wanting to make everybody happy the sad part is you're never going to make everyone happy. And this is a thing that people need to realize. And this is the thing that the generation coming up needs to realize. You are never going to make a decision that is going to make every single person happy at the same time. It just, it's not going to work. It's never worked. It's something that won't work. And there'll be some people who may argue the point with that. But I can tell you right now that even 
if things do go smoothly for a period of time, eventually someone's going to go, no, I don't like this. And they will say or do something to change the mould. Right? That's why there's never a one way or you know, one strategy fits all in communicating with people because everybody's different. Right? As an example, when you have a salesperson come to your door and knock on the door, right? Are you the sort of person who is like, oh, well, I might listen to what they have to say first? Mainly because you understand that they've been walking around all day and, you know, even though it's not the most glamorous sorts of jobs, it's a job that they've picked as their career to do. And, you know, you want to give them sort of an opportunity to communicate with you about why they're there. Right? Which is, you know, a pretty nice thing to do. Me, on the other hand, I've been a door-to-door salesperson before. I've done the training. I know what they're supposed to say. I know what they're not supposed to say. So I am quite brutal <laughs> when it comes to people knocking on my door. Now, some people have got really good strategies and you feel warm towards them and you it will allow them to talk about what they want to talk to you about. Right? Other people instantly irritate you and you're just like look not interested some people have even got the balls to actually argue the point with you right in your own home about something i had a guy came along right i had this bomby little ford laser that was you know had rust on the back of the boot and all sorts of different crap like it hadn't been washed for like a couple of months <laughs> and I drove this thing around I thrashed that thing right but it, in all honesty it was a really good car but it was coming to that point where it was costing more to keep it going than it was to um, you know sort of hold on to it. we had to make a choice whether to let it go or whether we're going to spend more money on it eventually we came to the choice to just let it go but some guy came he was selling some sort of things for some mechanic that was local to the area where they do these things where you go oh you can buy this thing and it'll give you these discounts and all these mechanical services and i just turned around and i said look i'm not interested he's just like Oh, so you're saying you're not interested in like looking after your car and whatever else? I said, mate, have you even seen my car? It's like around the side. Does it look like I'm the sort of person who <laughs> is into cars? Right? And he just wanted to argue the point, and I ended up just having to turn around and go, listen, mate, just go. All right, I'm not interested. I've already told you three times. I'm asking you to leave. And, uh, you know, eventually he's just like, oh, okay, and we sort of walked off and a half. In all honesty, if people think that that sort of strategy is going to change your mind, then they're sadly mistaken. You're not going to change someone's mind by arguing the point with them. How you can help change someone's mind is being the sort of person who actually asks the right questions. You know, listening to the answers, finding out about them, right? Why did I not buy from that guy, whereas I might have bought from someone else, right? The difference is that he was telling me what I was like without getting to know me. Never did he ask any questions, never did he find out about anything. And if he'd had a different approach, I may have actually been interested in purchasing from him, right? 
But at the end of the day, that is the problem in this world. People don't take the time to get to know people. They don't get. Um, they don't take the time to listen to answers, right? The way that you can be different from everyone else and be able to network with people and communicate effectively is asking the right questions, right? Or asking questions in general, right? There are no wrong questions. It's just, are you a good listener when they actually respond? And like I've said in many, many other podcasts before, Google open-ended questions, right? It will explain it really, really well, but they are the best sorts of questions to ask when you want to get to know somebody or when you want to get to know about something, right? People remember those people that come in their lives and take an interest in them. If you're showing that you have an interest in someone else and you're asking them these questions, you're listening to the answers, you're responding back to them with some of the things that they've said, right? They feel like you genuinely care about them, right? In some cases, you might not give two hoots about the person you're talking to, but you know that that person, right, could help you with something specific. So... You know, it's not using people, it's networking with people, right? Because with networking with people, what you are doing is it not only benefits you, but it also does benefit other people. Because eventually, you're going to have somebody that comes in your life and goes, well, I would really be interested in changing into a different career. I'm doing this at the moment, but I want to get into this. And you've networked with this particular person who's involved in this exact career that this person wants to get into. And you can turn around and go, look, I'm just going to make a phone call to this person, see if they're like, looking for someone at this point in time. And you know, I can sort of link you two together and see how you, you, know, see how you go from there. Right? That's what networking can do. right? And the more you help people... The more you network with people, the more that your sort of network group builds, the more that you're able to not only benefit other people, but also benefit yourself as well, right? Because any time that you need something, you're always going to have a bunch of people that are going to be there to help you at any given moment because you've built that rapport. You've showed them that you cared. But just remember, you don't just do it once. You've got to stay in touch with them on a regular basis. And when I say regular basis, my idea of a regular basis is a minimum of a couple of times a week, right? At least. That's the minimum, <laughs> right? Maximum, if you get along with someone really well, that's sort of, you know, up to your discretion. Obviously, with some people, you don't want to overdo it because, you know, if somebody tells you that they're not like really that fussed over talking to people on the phone as an example all the time then maybe you will you know if you listen to them and you you know take what they say on board and then you might use other forms of communication you know shoot them through a text message facebook message share a funny meme or something like that you know get people laughing you want to people that have a good experience with you and every time that you connect with somebody you want them to feel this real sort of sense of um, 
acceptance and you want people to want to talk to you about things you want people to actually want to hang around you right that's the important part about networking anyway i'm going to stop it here because i've rambled on for way much longer than i intended to because uh, i've got some stuff i have to finish off as well so i will be doing another podcast soon remember i spoke probably at the beginning of this year 2020 that i bought a calendar which was the seven habits of highly effective people and i read what it talked about in january which was and i think the podcast name is named after this too paradigms and principles and shared a little bit about that the next one obviously we're in the month of february so i'm a bit behind is called private victory to public victory so i'll have a little bit of a discussion about that so look out for that anyway enjoy your day look after yourselves and i'll chat to you soon all right bye for now